As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Special edition of the Andy Staples Show. We're wrapping up National Signing Day, and what an action-packed day it was. It was very, very busy for the guy we're going to talk to on this episode, and that is Texas A&M coach Jimbo Fisher. When Wednesday night ended, the Aggies had the number one class in the country in the 24-7 composite. Uh, They had gotten signatures from from Walter Nolan, the, the five-star defensive lineman who is the number two overall recruit in the country, number one in his position. Uh, they got in quarterback Connor Wegman. They had Eni White, a, an edge rusher from Philadelphia. Uh, this, this sounds like a very diverse class geographically, and it is. I mean, it's even got a tight end from Sweden, for goodness sakes. But that's, that's how it goes these days. You, you got to go get the best players where they are because Texas A&M is in a division – with Alabama, with LSU, the last two national t- champions, by the way, uh, with Auburn, with, with soon to be, well, we don't know how the divisions are going to go, but soon soon to be the same league with Oklahoma, with Texas. Uh, Georgia's on the other side of, of the league now, and, and again, we don't know how divisions or pods or whatever are going to work in the future. So these are all places that, that A&M is going to have to recruit against. Florida with Billy Napier, that could potentially be a, a tough school to recruit against. Uh, you saw Kentucky signing a what looks like maybe a top 10 class. Uh, the, the SEC is a nasty place to recruit. And Jimbo Fisher seems to have, uh, have figured out how to get some of the best players. And this is kind of a move in echelons for Texas A&M because they, they had been steadily a top 10 type recruiting team. But to move into the top five, and, and we'll see if they can stay there. We'll see if this is a one-year thing or if, if this is something that, that Jimbo Fisher can repeat time and again. But it seems like he's figured out what he's looking for in a group of players, what he's looking for in a class. And if he can keep doing it, Texas A&M is going to break through. You know, it, it, They have the, the very good year in 2020, but end up not making the playoff. They finished fifth in the, in the CFP rankings, going to the Orange Bowl, didn't quite get over the hump. Then you think, okay, it's going to be great. Coming to 2021, Haynes King, the, the presumed starter quarterback, he gets hurt second game of the season. 
and then all of a sudden they're scrambling and, and they couldn't get the offensive line quite right, but then they beat Alabama. And, you know, it, it seems like Texas A&M never quite puts it all together at one time. But as you've seen with Alabama, as you've seen with Georgia, if you put enough classes together like this, you're going to wind up in the SEC championship game at some point. And I think that that is clearly the plan. Now, the question is, is this the class that puts Texas A&M over the top? And, and we won't know that probably for another year or two. But I would imagine there's some guys that are, that are going to contribute pretty quickly. Uh, if you look at what DeMarvin Leal did for Texas A&M, it was a 390, or excuse me, 290 to 300 pound guy who could play anywhere on the line of scrimmage, just wreaked havoc. He's going to go to the draft, probably be a first round draft pick. Walter Nolan is a bigger guy. He's 6'4", 325, but he's very quick. Uh, you'll hear Jimbo Fisher describe him as a, as a skinny big guy, and, and he's not wrong there. He, he's much bigger and quicker than, than guys his size should be, but can he be that kind of difference maker like DeMarvin Leal was? Uh, can Wegman be the quarterback that they've been hoping for? Or, or will that be Haynes King? We'll see. Zach Calzada, the, the QB who replaced Haynes King, he is in the transfer portal. Uh, one player that, that Jimbo Fisher could not talk about because he's, he's in the portal and a, a recruitable athlete is former LSU quarterback Max Johnson. And, and why is that interesting? Why is Max Johnson a name that we're talking about with regard to Texas A&M? Didn't he just play Texas A&M for LSU? Well, he did. But he's in the portal now. And Texas A&M signed Jake Johnson. On Wednesday, Jake Johnson, Max Johnson's younger brother. He is a 6'5", 225-pound tight end from Watkinsville, Georgia. They're both the son, obviously, of Brad Johnson, former Tampa Bay Buccaneer, former Minnesota Vikings, Super Bowl champion. And they could reunite in College Station. So it's interesting that even a team like Texas A&M that recruits at the highest level has a lot of transfer portal-type flux just because that's... That's how things are going to go these days. And we talked to Jimbo Fisher about that. We talked to Jimbo Fisher about NIL and does that make a difference? And he had something very interesting to say about the difference between NIL now and what happened before. Because unlike most coaches, he's not afraid to acknowledge what happened before and, and what the difference is now. So here's Jimbo Fisher just coming off the practice field. That's right. They got a bowl game to prepare, to prepare for as well. Keep in mind, pay special attention when we talk about the moms who are the best cooks in this recruiting class, the, the recruits' moms who are the best cooks. There's one mom whose son's name he couldn't give me because that player has not signed yet, but I think you'll be able to figure it out when, you say, when, when he says what kind of cooking he ate at her house. Good luck with that. Here's Jimbo Fisher. This is... Probably as, as good as y'all have had it since you've been there. Did you did you know as you were recruiting this bunch that hey okay this this could be potentially you know historic? Yeah, we did. I mean, I, I thought it had a chance to be a really really good class. We had some great vibes, a lot of great communication, great relationships built. And the kids had great relationships amongst themselves, and uh, and we felt you know I felt it also in the season. But you know you know I felt that before and lost them too. You know what I'm saying? I mean, right. But uh, our guys did great job, coaches and. And our assistant coaches and our off-field people did a great job of keeping the contact and building relationships. And uh, people see what people see what we can be and what we can do, and and they, and they understand the, what we have we can be. Well, and, and this is one where you've got 
you know, the, the kind of difference-making defensive lineman that, that you have to have to compete in the SEC, the kind of offensive lineman. You've got, you've got a quarterback that, that you guys really like. Uh, when you got to Texas A&M, did you kind of set parameters for, for what these classes needed to look like for you to get where you needed to be? I did. I mean, I knew the level, the, the playmakers you got to have. I knew the trenches where you have to. This league is so different than the trenches, and you have to have that way. And other legs you can get by, you know, not with not as much physicality in, in both fronts, and you can't in this league consistently week in, week out. You got to have guys that can stretch the field. We're starting to get that in here now. Big bodies and tight ends, rush ins, DBs. You got to have a, You got to have your quarterback. You're back, and you're back. Everybody can touch. It. It's got to be chance to be a first, second round pick, and and uh, do what you have to do. And we we felt we're getting at that, and that's the parameters you have to have. So Walter Nolan, especially, I mean, I, I saw him at a camp over the summer, and, and guys that big really shouldn't be able to move that fast or that well. Uh, yeah, how how important, especially given what you've had with Demarvin and, and what you've been able to do with him uh, over this year, and, and you know, probably sending him off to be a first round pick. How important is it to have that kind of guy? You got to have disruption up front. You got to create negative plays. You got to be able to affect the quarterback. You got to you got to create negative plays in the run game, and then a guy's got a double team to free up your backers. But the key is you got to have that kind of disruption up front. There's no if you're going to be a great football team. So the, it, this was the first full recruiting cycle where NIL was was part of the deal. Did it affect how you guys worked? How you recruited? Did it did it change anything for you? Not really. I mean, the guys knew the guys the things we had. Cause it's only been four months, so you can't you know you can't guarantee guys you ain't going to do it. And say what the other guys got through here, but I mean that was just we're just getting off the ground with that. I think it was more important the way we played, the way we did, the future, what they can see. We were a very young team this year, and you know, and should have been had some injuries, but they see what we can be and what we can do. They love the environment here, the life after ball, and and then I think you just see the vision of what we can be and want to be the first to do it somewhere, not just another one. So you you won signing day on on Feinbaum, I think, when you said NIL has been going on for years. It just wasn't when all all yeah. done publicly. Do, do you? Do you have a preference? I mean, does, is this is this better because it is out there in the open? I don't think there's any doubt. I mean, I mean, a lot of guys. I mean, people have been cheating forever, and 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 we and we and what the bad thing is in college football, it's an accepted thing. People just brush it under. We 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 we, we trash Barry Bonds and my, and, and Roger Clemens because they they say they were steroid guys, maybe the two best to ever played. They were Hall of Famers before they ever did anything, if they ever did it. But in college right. football, cheating and buying players was accepted. Why? I mean, and, and we praise guys for the greatest ever, and, and I mean, just I mean, things that happen and way things go, it even the playing field. When, when you're putting this class together, how 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 cognizant do you have to be of? I might lose this guy through the transfer portal. I mean, you guys just lost Zach Calzada the other day, and I know you said uh, he's one that you you would have liked to keep, but but that's what he wants to do. How how do you how do you manage the numbers as you're handing out offers? Well, you know you, you, what you're going to have. You know, basically, you know, you, attrition every year you have a little bit, and, and you stay within your numbers and your parameters of what you got. You don't go over. So what was your, what was your favorite <laughs> meal? What was the best mom's cooking of, of this recruiting cycle? It, ha- it had to be uh, Big Walt's mom's. I mean, I had some phenomenal ones. I, I'm gonna t- well, I take that back. There were two of them, man. That, well, I can't – well, one of them I can't say because it ain't it – ain't, he hadn't sent oh. it in yet. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. So it was it was, it was phenomenal. Uh, Big Walter and his mom. I mean, she she made a deal with them. It was her greens and all that. My lower, but they good. 
It was it was Greens are hard to make. I've, I've tried. You got to you got to buy way more than you think. You got to wilt there, them down. It's, it's not easy. So. And no, I bet I, was, I imagine Walter. So this explains a lot of how Walter got that big. So that's that's good to know. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, but Walter's a three hundred thirty-five pound skinny guy. He's that skinny. <laughs> I mean, and, but there's there's another one was there was was a good. Uh, there's a lot of good Cajun food that you know, but I, I can't say who it is or what it was because it wasn't. Uh, we got a little hint there. Got a little hint. So all, all the all, all the detectives no, are going to go find that, out. But I mean. <laughs> No, you can't talk about it, but it, there, I, had, I had some. Hey, all you got to do is look at me and tell. I had some good ones. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, that's what I always wonder because because you guys have no choice. You you got to eat it. Whether the, I, I was talking to a coach who was on the recruiting trail a few weeks ago, and he had a list of restaurants he wanted to go visit while he was recruiting down in Florida. And he's like, "Man, I hope this mom isn't making something for me because I'm going to have to eat it." But it sounds like you got right. some you got some good cooks coming into the family. I do. We got some real good cooks, no doubt. Hey, a lot of a lot of big guys. that's exactly well like jake johnson's another one what's it like when when dad is a is an ex-nfl player and they're they're coming at it from a little you know big brother play plays major college football and they're coming at it from maybe a little different point of view than than a family that that is going through all this for the first time the conversations and the detail you get and and they because they've done it they totally understand the concept of what you're doing how you want to use i mean one guy some guys can understand it but i mean brad i mean they totally understand it because they've done it and it makes those conversations very fun and, and you can be very uh specific on things and, and what you see and and those guys and, they, and guys who know it like that they appreciate when you get recruited like that because they want to know how the sons are going to be used well and especially that position you you guys have, have used it very well especially with with jalen jalen weidermeyer over the last couple of years how yeah. much how much is it when, when you can just show somebody tape of somebody who looks like them, who has a similar skill set, performing at a very Huge. high level? How much easier does that make it? Oh, a lot easier. It really does. We, we, like I say, we're, and we're not practicing. We already know how to do it. We're not, we're not experimenting with you. We, we know how to do what we need to do. So is this where you, you felt like, when you, when you got to Texas A&M, what your classes should look like on an annual basis? Yes. No doubt. No doubt. And these Texas guys, kids don't have to leave the state to win a national championship and do it right here. And then let's go out and cherry pick the rest of the guys. So them guys coming in here. We have a great state, great home base. And then we got to go na- We go nationally or even internationally to find the best players. Uh, you got a guy from Sweden. That's what I was going to ask. If you look at, you know, Texas A&M classes of old 10, 20 years ago, it would have been 90% guys from Texas. And, and obviously you guys still got most of your guys from Texas. But yep. you you went to Tennessee, you went to Georgia, you went to Louisiana, and you went to Sweden. Arizona, <laughs> Arizona Sweden, Pennsylvania. We had nine states involved. Florida, everywhere. Now, how, that, how that, does that, one that, recruit in Sweden? World. You have to go. You have to go. Remember, remember Bjorn Warner for me at uh, Florida State. I mean, all American, yep. first draft pick from Germany. I mean, I don't know. There's, there's players out there, and he came to our camp and was phenomenal. Well, it is, okay. So, so Theodore, who's the the tight end you you signed from Sweden. How did you guys find him, or, or did he find you guys? He was on a group with some group guys going to all different schools in the summer on camp, and he came on a camp tour and came by. And, and when you see somebody like that, and, and obviously they've not played the same level of football that like a Walter Nolan has played, how do you, how do you kind of project what they might be? Well, he's in, he's in camp with other guys that you're recruiting. You know, and you see the athleticism, the size, speed, and all that stuff, and what you do, just like – when Donovan Green came up, I mean, he put on a show that day was unbelievable. He, Donovan Green was phenomenal that day playing tight end. I mean, and he's so physical in what he does. But then Theo, you're, he's going against guys that we're all recruiting, everybody in the country is recruiting, and he's running routes, getting open, 
running by him. So, I mean, obviously, and he's looking at the film. It's good film, and you know it's not quite, but, you know, he's got the ability to do it. So you said you got a, you got a couple more. How, how does this work now with, with you've got potentially guys you could sign in February? You've got people you could bring in through the transfer portal. What, yep. what, what numbers are you looking at? Having well, you're allowed to go up left. to 32, and we're, we're pretty close. We can almost push to that level. We're pretty close to that level and, and things we can do. And we have some significant guys that, you know, February we're going to keep recruiting. we got a couple guys still here right now. And, if, you know, if there's anything in the portal comes that we'll, we'll obviously look at. But, you know, you got that number, and then you got to work your roster and, and see where we're at. But, uh, you know, we're, we, 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 we could probably pretty much handle that whole, whole load. All right. I've heard how you guys all answer this question, but I'm going to ask you again anyway. You are currently number one in the team rankings, at least on the on the website I'm looking at right now. Does that matter at all to you? I have no idea. No, I mean it doesn't matter. But it, 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 but say it, it it's great, yeah, because I think it sends a message that other kids want. Hey, they're number one. It gets people's attention. What? Why is everyone going there? What's going on? There's something really good going on there. Maybe I want to be a part of it. From that standpoint, I think it's huge. At the end of it, they still got to go play ball, and you got to develop them. But you know, and you say it don't matter, but it does help draw other people. There's no doubt. Because good players want to play. All right, Coach, I appreciate it. I know you just got off the practice field, but uh, good luck in the bowl, and, uh, and thank you so much. Andy, anytime, buddy. Take care. That's it. Thank you so much for Jimbo Fisher coming on, Alan Cannon from Texas A&M for helping make it happen. And this is going to be a fascinating story to watch. It really is because now they are recruiting very similar to the way that Alabama and Georgia have been recruiting. And we know where Alabama and Georgia have wound up in recent seasons. You know, Alabama more often, but Georgia twice in the last five seasons in the playoff. So is that what's next for Texas A&M? If you sign these types of classes, that's where it seems like you're headed. So we, we will see what happens from this point forward. We'll see who winds up with that number one class. And, and Jimbo Fisher says, no, he's not that worried about it. But hey, if, you, if you're going to rank them, you may as well be number one. So we'll, we'll see if they wind up being the number one class or if that's going to be Alabama or Georgia again when all the dust settles. But if you want more recruiting content, we've got a special episode of Stars Matter I join Ari Wasserman and Mitch Light. We talk about all things National Signing Day. We've also got an interview with Oklahoma coach Brent Venables, who found himself in a very interesting situation coming from Clemson to Oklahoma, as everyone in Oklahoma is trying to figure out what happens next after Lincoln Riley left for USC. So you can listen to that interview in the feed. And then if you want to get back to football, Ari Wasserman and I have our bowl preview episode, number one, the early bowls dropping on Friday. And remember, we've already started our fundraising drive. One day next week, we're going to fast for a 24-hour period. I lost a bet. I said Oregon would wind up making the playoff. Oregon did not wind up making the playoff. So I've got to fast for 24 hours. Ari said, you know what? I want to do it too, and let's help raise some money for a good cause. So we have chosen Feeding America. You can find the link to the fundraiser page in the show notes. Please, if you can, donate at whatever you're comfortable donating. Uh, they've got affiliate food banks all across the country. It's a great organization. All they're trying to do is make sure some hungry people get fed this holiday season. So if you can help, please do. And we are going to try to entertain you by taping a show uh, between hour 23 and hour 24 of our 24-hour fast. It could get pretty loopy. We're going to start probably talking about college football. Who knows what we wind up talking about. But if you can... 
please give a little bit and uh, and hopefully you know we, we entertain you enough and, and maybe you give a little more. So thanks for listening and we will talk to you again soon.